Cool. Here we are. Hello. Awesome. Hi. What's up, guys? What's up? Chilling. <laughs> just you know, chilling. hanging on your couch. Yeah. Whatever. Just a few highly sensitive people hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Feeling the couch. Yeah. <laughs> this was such a, uh, we were destined to meet, I guess. I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Somehow we were just talking about that a minute ago, the sort of the roads and human beings that, that led us here. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about what you do. So I am, uh, the, the technical part is I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I think of myself as more of like just a healer at this point, but mm. um, I have a private practice. I used to have an office in Midtown. I let that go during the pandemic. So now it's just downtown and it's sitting there and I'm going to get back in it eventually. Yeah. Um, and I've been in private practice now for ooh, like over 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is really crazy to say. It went by really quick. You're deep in this thing. I'm deep <laughs> in it, yeah. But I'm I'm really thankful to be a therapist, like especially right now. Like when all this started going down, I was like, okay. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I had, believe me, strong responses. I got anxious. I got scared. I got angry. Yeah. I felt all the things. But at the same time, I felt like, okay, slow going trauma. Same, you know, going through something same as my clients. I can do that. Mm. Okay. So... Again, it's still been difficult, but at the same time, it's like I felt equipped to do it. So, uh, yeah, I basically see just uh, individuals. I have one. I used to see more couples. I have one more hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I'll probably just see individuals. And I got a sort of a certification in working with highly sensitive people um, a few years ago. And I've gone to a couple of retreats, and now I've really focused my practice on it. Mm. And then this book opportunity landed in my lap. Um, I first started talking to them like last summer and then it didn't work out. And then they asked me again, let's see, like December. So I wrote the book kind of January through March as mm. the pandemic was starting and I edited it sort of through that and then it came out. Oh, wow. Well, that's July. fast. That's fast. It was really, really fast. I don't recommend it, but <laughs> at all, it was like I had many nervous breakdowns. Like, even, you know, if you read the intro, like, mm -hmm. as I wrote it as like that week, everything was really going down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like sobbing on my laptop and I'm like, ah! like, I just like <laughs> cried and typed. And so, yeah, it was all super fast, but a lot, it was weird when I sat down. I felt like a lot of it just came out. Like, I feel like it was sort of a culmination of a lot of the work I. I've done mm. already and I think just stuff I knew and all the people I've worked with and all the other healers I've worked with so some of it just like really really flowed out like I sort of had it right yeah. already it, yeah like it was ready to go it definitely yeah. reads like the um the book is called the highly sensitive person's toolkit everyday mm -hmm. strategies for thriving in an overstimulating world mm -hmm. yes. and I think it's like reading this gave me some perspective on myself and mm. even because we had a, a friend who wrote us who's like hey my therapist recommended I listen to your podcast and that's yeah. how I found you guys mm -hmm. and then she's like oh and her her book just came out and she recommends your podcast oh, and I was like yes. yay Christina I yeah. love her yeah, shout out to Christina. Yeah, shout out to Christina. <laughs> she rescheduled her appointment today. <laughs> she doesn't know that. I'll tell her when I talk to her tomorrow. <laughs> like, ah, that's what I was doing. Um, yeah, that's so cool. I'd love to hear what you guys thought of the book or like what yeah, stood no, out I, to I you. Yeah, I mean, the book or? definitely, I mean, for us, I think what I appreciated about it is that a lot of times I think someone who even the, this terminology, highly sensitive person, it seems like, oh, a weakness or um, you know, they need to be protected or, uh, vulnerable. And mm -hmm. I feel like you really possession it as like, yeah, you might, you might find yourself situations may make you more vulnerable and that sort of thing. But ultimately it's a strength if you can work yeah. with who you are mm -hmm. and work with 
your sensitivities um, and that having those sensitivities actually allow you to offer things to the world. So mm-hmm. it's, it's something that. Yeah, um, that's what I think of this as like almost like uh, an integration tool for people like us. I'm like, oh, there's a name yeah. for people like us. Yes, This will exactly. help us integrate. Exactly. Like that was the same process myself. Like I kind of knew I was a little different somehow. Or I thought about things differently. I saw the world differently. And then I discovered the term myself. And I was like, oh, this is what it means. And even the journey from it being like something of, you know, because I think there's a lot of focus on the overstimulation part mm. and yeah. not of the other parts, like the yeah. depth and the sensory pieces and all the really like I feel like are I don't know, I call it in my head, like the real HSPs. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I think people get, that's part of the reason I, I got uh, thrilled to write the book because there's a lot of confusion about what it is and how it shows up and what it looks like. And so it, that's really cool to hear that you guys like that, that came through oh. in the book. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I have a feeling that a lot of people listening to us are also highly sensitive. And I, I thought that, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And, and yeah. I think 100%. that's maybe like why I feel like we've decided it's important to do a podcast is because sometimes mm-hmm. we'll listen the other podcasts and we're like whoa that's like a lot (laughs) there's a lot going on and Mm -hmm. you know I feel that we've tried to like create a very comfortable environment for people to listen Mm -hmm. to um so yeah maybe you could talk about what like if people are like I'm wondering themselves am I a highly sensitive person yeah sorry I'm just grabbing myself a tissue oh we have these two oh yeah oh perfect a whole roll of toilet paper (laughs) a beautiful fall muggy ass wet day here muggy as f I'm completely (laughs) soaked right now and I'm trying to get over this but I'm just such a I I had this joke in my old practice I call myself sweaty Betty because I'd always (laughs) like we'd have this group meeting and I would run there and I just we'd spend like the first 10 minutes meditating and I would just be like dripping with sweat (laughs) during the meditation and we'd kind of do this part we'd share around and I would just be like wiping myself and I'm like this is just how I am in this life in my next life I'll be on time and not sweating <laughs> <laughs> but right now I'm probably gonna sweat a little bit so. <laughs> today's the day for it yeah. yes yes it's all good so you were asking me a question I got distracted um the question is basically I, f- I feel like probably people are listening being like wondering am I a highly sensitive yeah. person and yes. maybe you could let us know like what kind of qualifiers yeah are make highly sensitive people yeah totally so um I take this from the research of Elaine Aaron she's the I guess you call her the pioneer, did a lot of the main research, and she has sort of an acronym that I like that's a good descriptor of it. And so the acronym is DOES, D-O-E-S. Yeah. And, yeah, you sound the right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so D stands for depth of processing. And so basically it means that your nervous system is taking in more information than the average person. Side note, about 20% of the population is highly sensitive. And they also found it in animal species, like 100 different animal species, like fruit flies and primates and birds and all sorts of things. There's highly sensitive fruit flies? Yes, they're highly sensitive fruit flies. And the way that they were able to tell is these fruit flies were more sensitive to danger. They were, they had higher senses, able to seek out food and you know shelter, whatever that means, to a fruit fly. And mm. so they were more likely to survive and carry on the species. Oh, so if you think about like humans evolving, the highly sensitive humans were the ones that were probably good at hunting, gathering food, you know, maybe making, I think about too, like social connections, being like the wise person mm. in the tribe, things like that. So we've always sort of been like a part of humanity. But again, there's been confusion because people get, you know, they hear the word sensitive, right? And you go to the overstimulation part. So right. anyway. But so they could also be shaman. They, they could absolutely. be the shamans, the medicine priests, like the, the people who mm-hmm. the veil's a little thinner. Yes, exactly. That's what I think the HSPs were of the past. And I still think they are. 
You know mm. what I mean? I think any really good healer, I think, would have to have, like, a high degree of sensitivity to really, like, sit with somebody, take them in, feel them, be with them, sit in the space with them. Yeah. So, you know, I just feel like it's it's definitely, like, a lot of healers, I think, are, are highly sensitive. Mm. So, anyway, back to little fun acronyms. So, DOES, again, depth yeah. of processing. Um, o stands for overstimulation, which I think is what all HSPs are sort of, like, known for. Mm. Um, what would be an example of that? Uh, overstimulation, again, I want to say this too, it can be uh, in a negative way or a positive way. Like mm. before I discovered I was an HSP, like I, I remember like going to, I don't know, like an art museum and I'd look around and I'd be like, ooh, I'm really overstimulated right now. But oh, like yeah. in a good way, like I'm taking in a lot of good. Oops, oh, like sorry. when you can smell I these can. flowers, you really smell them. Yes. But if you're in like a room, if you're in a uh, someplace that like the perfume's really strong, you're like, wow, it's a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Or like a distraction for me, like as you can tell, I'm really sensitive to temperature. So like yeah. if there's a big temperature fluctuation, my body automatically response to it mm. oh this is me with music yeah how so I, 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 well uh, we, we have to leave if we're in some place and they're just playing adele you know yeah. or <laughs> some weird thing he calls uh, everyone yes. adele but I, yeah, I don't know i don't know music <laughs> it's your way of saying like commercialized yeah yeah, yeah. like adele's <laughs> great right. i'm sure and she's, everything she's good she's yeah okay. yeah I, don't, I just don't know her that well but like there's a there's a style like um when i go into a room where it seems like nobody has been attentive to the vibe Mm, mm-hmm. um, my my time limit there is pretty short. Yeah, I'm no, like, I, no yeah. one cares. The lights are really bright in here, oh. and, and the music is not good, or there's no music, yes. or whatever. Yes, you know? yes, yes. <laughs> Gonna torture me. Put me in like a stuffy hot room with yeah. bright lights, either like too loud or shitty music, yeah. or just some absolute. No, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. yeah, yeah, yeah totally. absolutely. No, it changes. Like when my husband and I first started dating and I was trying to be cool, we'd go, you know, you'd go have the crack at, at the pub. And so you'd be yeah. in the pub for like 10 hours. And sometimes I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I could, I'm like a professional. It's like training for an Olympic sport and I got it down. Yeah. To a certain yeah. Level. <laughs> totally. <laughs> thankfully we're past those days. Well, you can work with it. What I've realized is like, I can yeah. work with it if I'm aware of it. Like it yes. used to just freak me out. I'd get yes. overstimulated and have to leave. And I'm always like, how come I'm the last person to show up at the party and the first person to leave? Mm, but now yeah. I kind of know how to work with it. And we go yeah. in like, before we go into anything, we mm. say a prayer. We're like, mm. who do we want to be when we go in there? Totally. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought of a little bit like when I came over here, I'm like, how would I like to arrive? Yeah. I was like, because I don't want to be like totally because I kind of it's weird. Being a therapist is super weird in that you have to adjust yourself sometimes around who you're talking to. Mm. So like Christina, like when I talk to her, I'm generally myself, like completely myself. I've known her for like 10 years. So. It's not like a power dynamic. Or... No. And I, I never have that anyway. Mm. I hate that. I, yeah. I've I've had other there's lots of reasons i think in my past why i don't like it and then mm. especially in like the therapeutic relationship i feel like that is the last thing i want to do to mm. somebody mm. because the reason part of well i'd say part of the reason sometimes someone is there is because of an uneven power dynamic mm. and a lot of times the person kind of knows that and so why would i reproduce that right. in my relationship with somebody it just doesn't make sense like mm. i've been in enough therapy to know that i don't like how that feels either mm. right and times in my training even i've had other therapists try to talk to me in that way and i'm like 
we both do this. Like, I know what you're doing. Can yeah. we just have a real conversation? So yeah. I get various reactions to that, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Practice. Yes. Yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping when you showed up, you would just be a normal person. Not yeah. like, mm, okay, I'm the therapist now. God, you know? No, it's exhausting. I can't. Yeah. Wearing that mask all the time. Yeah. No, I, I really, and at this point now I don't have to, like most of my, no, one of my, yeah. Yeah, I would say the majority of my clients are like, they're, we're on the same wavelength anyway, mm-hmm. and it's easy and flowy, and, you know, I don't have to not be mm-hmm. myself. And also, I think I'm more comfortable with myself as, even I hear myself slowing down, right? Yeah. As like a person, as like a therapist, and so I think, too, that helped me in that, in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of keeping it even, and I'm not performing, because especially in the beginning, you're so worried, like, oh, fuck, what am I going to say? This person's coming to me for help. I, yeah. and, you know, at the beginning, it's being fucking videotaped. I got to report this back to somebody. Did I say the wrong thing? You're in your head a lot. Yeah. And so having to really kind of drop down to here so I can kind of be there for somebody is, is take, took a lot. Took a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, a lot of overstimulation. Yeah, <laughs> I had well, to totally, deal with. Totally. Yes. And, and I'm sure as a highly sensitive person, we have all kinds of protection mechanisms that mm. we're not even aware of. Yes. You know? Oh, my gosh. So many. So many I'm aware of. Like, even mm. I was talking to Abdi about this because I was with my parents and I noticed I was, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a larger gal, but, like, a little more padding in certain places, like, different parts of my body. And I'm like, I, I'm familiar with this, but what is this? And he's like, yeah, well, you just got some more armor on right mm. now oh, whoa. because you're with your family. I'm like, that makes total sense. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. And even if I think about kind of what happened, how my body shifted as I got a little older, I kind of realized like, I think I did need more padding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to kind of shield me from a lot of the strong energies I was around and a lot of the things I couldn't help. And He's, he and told that like we're that. talking about Abdi Asadi. Yeah. 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 He told, I remember like the first time he got a look at me. He, yeah. he was like, be careful, man. You're, you're like a thin guy. You don't have a lot to protect mm. you from the world. And I was like, I've never thought about my body like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. It's genetic. It's just the way I am. I don't, I've always just kind of been this way. And he's like, mm. you're going to be more susceptible to energy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense, though. Well, even if you think back to like, if you look at like, the study of genes and how, if you look at like, inter- I don't know if you know anything about this, like the study of intergenerational trauma and yeah. how mm. the genes can be shifted, right? Totally. So if you think about it, like if you're going through a trauma, your body, oh, thank you. Yeah, that allows a little more breeze, yes. I think sweaty betty um i'm dying my husband's good are you are you hot too yes please let's let in all the air all the air thank you uh (laughs) was i talking about sweating let's see uh oh yeah epigenetics and all that yeah Yeah. (laughs) so you think about you go through trauma trauma pumps through certain um, hormones in the body it's pumping through you know a lot of the things that we i'm forgetting the names right the cortisol cortisol thank you that Mm -hmm. you know like cortisol will create like stuff around your belly you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and so i have a intergenerational trauma on both sides and so it makes sense to me i'm like oh of course there's some padding you mm-hmm. know what i mean on there mm-hmm. yeah louise yeah. hay turned me on to that too mm-hmm. like yeah yeah, yeah. she'll write like her. Yes, healing affirmations great. and mm-hmm. like when she says like you know it's like you don't need to maybe protect yourself in the way that you, you know she tries to mm-hmm. like work with the reasons that we you know 
holds things in our body or how mm-hmm. we hold things in our body. Yeah. And like, I know now too, my body will clue me in sort of how I'm feeling like right now, like yeah. pandemic, I, I tend to sleep like this. Like I wake up like this sometimes. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. My hands are in fists or I'll get different sensations or things with the stomach. So I clench my like jaw. I'll, I have oh, to get huge. a mouth guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You that's know. a huge one. For Headaches people. and mm-hmm. it, it just creates all kinds of chaos. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm like, why am I clenching my jaw? And it probably just has to do with that like low level stress that's just always there Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. no we carry a lot like in our jaw in our necks our backs like my upper back the other day i was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah to go hopefully my masseuse is back open i have to check we were once (laughs) we were once uh leaving la and we we were were having a big like it it was awesome we had a big trip out Mm -hmm. there we were on the west coast for weeks driving around where'd you go we just went down the whole coast and we were we were filming people yeah yes yeah it was awesome but like there was a lot of tension we had another partner at the time and there was a lot of tension building yeah. up between us three mm-hmm. and when we went to leave the morning we went to leave i couldn't fucking walk i, oh, I like my lower back was yeah. so tight oh, from being in the car and i don't know all, I, I, all of it maybe i was like yeah, I, maybe i hurt myself it. or something and i'm like literally walking through the airport oh. like using two rolling luggages as like oh, my goodness. and then Cass pulls out this book uh, called All Women Are Healers and she's like let me look up back pain and mm. she just basically reads to me a passage that's like this is emotional and when she was she's reading like it worried about money and it like certain yeah, things yeah it just loosened up mm-hmm. like as she's reading this and I was like oh and it just like loosened up and I was like holy shit just even bringing awareness oh, to that oh yeah there's so much emotion in the back holy oh completely shit. yes your back usually will, will say lots of things to you oh, who's yeah. that back yeah. guy healer um, Dr. Dr. Sarno Sarno, yeah, he, he, he basically talks about how just even bringing awareness that your pain, mm-hmm. especially in your back, is emotional can yeah. help you to at least shift the pain because you can get it to like, okay, it moves from this spot to this spot yeah, so you know that yeah, it's yeah. not like, it's not just something right there. It's totally. more about how you hold it and how you carry it. Mm-hmm, and how you're with it. Yeah. Have you ever done those uh, meditations where you oscillate? It's like a mindfulness meditation. Uh, You've yeah. ever done those yeah, where yeah. you like focus on the part that hurts and go back and forth. And mm. I've done them myself. Or I've done it with clients. And it's like so magic because you just mm. get the mind on something else. That doesn't yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Trick really the fun. mind. Trick- trick oh, it. yeah. Well, it's yeah. tricky with us. So we got to trick it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you learn how tricky it is. And you're like, I got you. And then, you it know, is. It's you such a trickster. It's, uh, it's creative. I like to say yeah. that. It's yeah. super creative and kind of what the brain can do when, I mean, all sorts of stuff. You know, yeah. it can be really transformative. Well, and uh, we, we're always telling people, like, your anxiety and your depression is untapped creative potential. Oh, it's just absolutely. just being poured into something oh. else. Bad oh. stories. Bad stories. <laughs> I, yeah, I say that all the time. Or I think um, someone, I've, I've heard this term, uh, what do they call him? Cinnamon Hitler. You know, he says uh, fake news. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> and I use that. <laughs> it's a Cinnamon Hitler. Uh, you know, I use that with clients. I'm like, your, your mind's just telling you fake news. Mm. And I'm like, oh. They're like, oh. I'm like, yeah, that's wow. all it is. Mm. A lot of the times. Wow, there's fake news going on in your soul. You yes. can't. <laughs> yes, and usually it's not your fault. Someone put it in there or yeah. some sort of message got or messages got put to you by your parents or, you know, culture or everything else, and it gets recorded, and then the creativity of the mind just kind of translate it into all sorts of stuff. Mm. All wow. sorts of stuff. Yeah. I love how, yeah. like, the. I mean, this is a toolkit. You literally tell people, like, how to – 
pause and assess and and make changes and you have this funny example i thought this is what sean was going to say you have this yeah. funny example of like oh if you get in like say a taxi and the music's really loud oh and yeah, it smells yeah yeah or whatever yeah it's uh there's uh the perfume or whatever like you can open a window and ask them to turn it down and like just adjust to like instead of just getting overwhelmed realize mm-hmm. you have some agency to to uh you know co-create in your environment yeah and it just reminded me of this <laughs> time that we were driving to the airport like mm-hmm. sean was just saying and we get in a car and it smells like the strongest I've ever smelled, like a fake car smell or oh whatever it God. is. Like just so. Oh, is that called the black ice? You ever see those little? Yeah. Like yeah. Little <laughs> like one of those with, with like the rip the whole bag off of it. It's like. The but it's whole also like mixed ugh. with like. B.O. Passion flower and every, every scent, every mixed uh, perfume scent. And we're like, all mm. right, can you just, we're just going to, we just go to roll down the window and the window doesn't roll down. Oh God. And we're already on our way to the and airport. It's, and it's oh. hot. And it's hot. And there's no AC in the back seat. So it's like, oh, just no. like a little, little, little things. It sounds so dramatic, but it's, it's just no. funny. No, in that it, moment I knew. I was like, S- my body's going to react in some way. I don't know how this is going to go mm-hmm. down. But like literally as we're pulling up to the airport, I'm out the door puking. thousand percent. Oh, no. Like, a thousand percent. It wasn't That's, like I was sick. Oh. It was just pure like it's too much. feeling trapped. Yeah. Yes. And yes. like there's nowhere I can go. There's yes. nothing I can do. Yes. And I'm, You needed an excuse to open the door, which is the only thing you do. And the only way you could open the door is if you're like literally puking out it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Opening a moving car door. It's just, oh, but that's God. just funny because it's just, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. That in some way Sean is highly sensitive, and I re- yeah. realize that I'm highly sensitive, but not. You know, necessarily I could tell when you way. took down the thing, you opened the window for me. Yeah. You could tell I was hot. Like right. I could tell you were watching me being hot. So. <laughs> 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 was that right? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, can, I can. I can feel things, and yeah. I used to like. Um, you want to tamp it down because you're like it's a lot to to be aware of other people's needs it is especially when right? you feel like yeah. i mean you're a therapist so you feel like you do help people but a lot of times i try to adjust things to help people and then realize like i'm not even helping i don't even know how to help mm-hmm. i need to i've just kind of like gotten off the train of trying to help and when i'm around other highly sensitive mm-hmm. people i'm like mm-hmm. i'm so sorry but this isn't my trip you're gonna yeah. have to highly sensitive size yourself i don't know what to do <laughs> no totally because it's really hard actually and especially being like like a really open-hearted person and like a natural healer and things like that. People just come to you, right? They yeah. just yeah. come to you and all of a sudden it's like they open up and the walls melt. And this happens to me like, you know, pe- I've had so many things with strangers just coming up to me and having all these just, you know, and even more so the last couple of years, just these interactions. And so mm. I like that being a therapist has taught me sort of how to be there, but also keep myself protected in yeah. the same way and right. also knowing like I really actually can't help this person like or I need to help them only to a degree and any other way or like fantasy I have around helping them is really on me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Actually, can I tell you guys a crazy story that mm-hmm. happened to me? Yeah, of course. We went off the acronym, but that's, that's cool. fine. We're, we're going to get back. We're on E. We're on E. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm All paying right. attention. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are. Um, so we uh, so I was in. um the the valley uh california for the summer and so where my parents live it's sort of like total uh suburban central like perfectly manicured houses like up on a hill if you know of like the kardashians they're where they live is like 20 minutes away calabasas calabasas yes yeah. so i'm down the street from calabasas okay. yeah it's it's an odd place like fancy it's <laughs> it's fancy it's very like built up like if you guys went to the calabasas comments you spend any time in calabasas no no okay it's weird. like i not it was, yet it was a weird it's a very bizarre place lovely but anyway so i'm there and we're there for the summer and i think it was like the first couple of weeks we were there and i'm walking my dog in the 
morning. And, you know, there's a few more people around, but again, um, you know, pretty, pretty empty. You see maybe three or four people on the street. And I turn a corner and this is like at the top of a big hill. And I look down and there's this person all in black, like curled up in a ball. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was mm. like, what is this person doing here? And I know LA has a huge homelessness problem, but this per I was like, how did you get here? Because it just, there was nothing else around except... Yeah houses on top of this hill and I look down I'm like oh my god is this person like dead? like I didn't know this other woman's walking next to me and the you know I'm like we're kind of look at each other like what do we do and she starts to call 911 and then the person that was on the floor kind of picks their head up and it was like they're they were filthy and all but these like big bright blue eyes and I was like whoa what mm. is this and I'm like hi are you okay and they're like yeah yeah, I was just sleeping. And this woman's trying to call the cops and, and call, you know, the paramedics. She's like, no, 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 don't do that. And the woman's like, no, no, let me do it. I'm like, no, 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 she doesn't want to. Like, I, for some reason, I was like, no, leave her alone. She's yeah, okay. She's yeah. telling you no, so leave her alone. Let's not get the cops involved. Yeah, no, I was just <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah, there's no reason at the time. And so, if someone very clearly to me says, no, please don't do that, I'm going to, yeah. please don't do that. So, and I didn't know what, you know what I mean? I didn't, that's not what they needed. And I looked at her and all I had on me was like a half bottle of like water. And I was like, uh, you want my water? And she's like, yeah. And so she gives me the water. You know, I just give her the water. She drinks the water. She gives it back to me. She's like, here, you want this? I'm like, yeah, I'll recycle it. <laughs> wow. And then I was like, you cool? She's like, yep, I'm cool. And I'm like, you sure? She's like, yep. I'm like, okay, bye. Have a good day. And like, I just walked away and I was like, what was that? And you know, during the day I'm thinking, like I'm having, I'm like, maybe I should go back there. Maybe she's still there. And I'm thinking maybe I'll get a backpack and I'll fill it up. And then I don't yeah. know. And then I, I don't know what I heard to her listen to. And I, then I don't know, just through the day I kept sitting with it and I'm like, nope, that's all she needed you to do. Yeah. She needed you to do anything. That's it. She wanted your water. That's, that's all she wanted. So it was one of those weird moments where it's like the walls melt and it's just like me and this other person. Yeah. And I kind of just this moment of like, how can I help you right in this moment? Mm. And that's it. And anything else is, is on me. It's yeah. not on them. So mm -hmm. that's just a, a crazy example I had mm -hmm. over the summer. I feel or like if you resonate with that. Like, yeah, for sure. I feel like those, those type of weird little mini reckonings are happening in our life all the time. Mm -hmm. If you're, especially if you're aware of it, like the other beings you meet and what they're waking up inside you. It's, yeah. It's for oh. a reason. Yes. No. And I think yeah. people sense it as well like they can kind of tell that you are open and, and kind of open to receive something so for hsps we just got to be really careful mm. about sort of who we let in and how and then i don't know if you guys read like the trauma vomiter part like that whole thing oh my god can you talk yeah. about that yeah sure absolutely so she'll she's forgiven me but my inspiration was my mom we had a whole giant fight about it when i was in <laughs> california which was super fun uh, <laughs> um but it's something that happened to me a lot. So trauma vomiting is basically, um, and I say that, let me back up. Let me say this, that anybody that does this, it is because they don't have a healing space, a practice. They don't know any other way to process their trauma or even that's what they're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Because people don't, it, it's getting better now, but a lot of people don't really know about trauma, how it shows up, how it's expressed. Also, this particular piece about having to tell the story over and over again to someone. Yeah. So HSPs can kind of be uh, receptors of the trauma vomit. Mm. So like in the, in the book, I tell this story about going to a wedding with my husband. We were in Ireland? Yeah, we were in Ireland. Yeah, and so we just kind of sit down at this table and this guy sits down, you know, next to me. And I'm like, hey, we're chatting. And then all of a sudden I start hearing about like the death of like his mom and his friend is sick and his dog has passed away. And, you know, again, at first I'm like, oh, this is fine. It's okay. And, you know, I'll just listen to this guy. I'm a nice person. And then 
like he gets up and I'm like, oh God, oh that's yeah. so like I just felt I felt like, like you know what I mean like, like hung over like hung, yes well yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a term I don't I didn't write in the book but like emotional hangover yeah. so if you had those you have like a really big every wood. podcast every when, podcast when we put this out we'll have one no totally <laughs> like I scheduled my day tomorrow I was like I'll probably be tired tomorrow <laughs> so I mindfully scheduled myself so yeah it's sort of like when someone just kind of dumps their trauma on you without your consent that's the mm. best way I can put it mm. and so they kind of feel great because they've gotten it out of their system but then you're like Whoa. And so there's a way that we can kind of at least as best we can kind of be mindful about when someone's trying to trauma vomit mm. on us or what happens or even just a name for it. You know, if you have a family That's member. That's an does awesome that. name. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds like a punk band I would listen to. Wouldn't it? Trauma yeah. vomit. Trauma vomit. Yeah. Damn, that's heavy. Yeah, right? <laughs> that must be heavy. I know. No, my mom was so mad because I named her the book, and my dad was like, that's very aggressive. You write that. I was, like, I was like, well, that's what it is. So. Yeah. 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 yeah you, I mean, you talk about trauma a lot in the book in the sense yes. of, like, HSPs can also, like, it can be a response to trauma, but mm-hmm. then also you can be a highly sensitive person who hasn't had a lot of trauma and therefore work well with your sensitivities better, mm-hmm. which probably is like, we probably fall into like different characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody does. Cause actually what's weird now is even after I wrote like the little questionnaire about trauma and then after the pandemic had happened, I'm like, Oh, we all have a trauma history now. Everybody oh does. yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Right. Every single human being on the earth. Now we have now all gone through a sl- like still going slow moving trauma mm-hmm. and it has all the traits of what a traumatic event is like. Right. Like out of your control, your choices are taken away, um, like a stop in sort of your normal life. That's that's usually a big signifier of trauma. I keep going. But that you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's almost what made me feel better about pandemic. I was like, yeah, I'm freaking out, but I'm by far not the only one. We're all going through this one together. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Like the first couple of weeks of this, my clients like, how are you? I'm like. I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what do I say? What do I not say? Yeah. yeah. What's, Absolutely. What does the E stand for? So the E stands for um, emotional responsiveness or empathy. And so this is, I feel like to me, like the yummiest part of like the highly sensitive person because we just have a high degree of empathy. Um, about 30% of us are defined as like empaths as much as you want to you know, take on labels or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of them, except for like this one <laughs> <laughs> in particular. Um, yeah. And so we kind of just exactly how it sounds. So we have a high degree of empathy. We also have strong emotional responses to anything and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So just the yeah. world around us, you know, like, especially when I think about like going to a concert, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. being in the room and feeling all of that and having that strong response, you know, that's sort of an example of that. Oh, t- why? Yeah. Like I always say, like, I'm, how come I'm the only one at these concerts we go to that's crying the whole time really i'm yeah. crying yeah I'm I mean, crying. you're not the only one well, yeah. i'm just not looking around I think yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> it's so funny because concerts it's like we really have to and you you talk about this in your your book mm-hmm. is that you kind of have to plan your days accordingly like we'll mm-hmm. be the last people to arrive before a show but yeah. early enough that we can get a good spot yes but the like because you can we stand in the crowd and we can hear like all these different conversations and all the mm-hmm. energy around us mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's like one of those things that yeah. i've passed out i can't even name how many shows i've passed out yeah, at. cast just oh, goes straight to like because wow. i can feel the floor goat. and then yeah. everything oh and just like <sighs> But um, but then when the music starts, it's so healing for us. It's like yes. goes from this like everyone's like blah 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 yeah, blah yeah, blah, yeah, and yeah. it's like too much, and then it's just like but we can do super stimulating, mm-hmm. 
environments if it's you know with a purpose and yeah. and with an intention and with a like clear like being caught up in the music mm-hmm. but when it's like a little more chaotic and non-grounded yeah. and you know maybe not not for us like the people next to totally. us their conversation isn't for us so mm-hmm. when you can hear it and tap into it and you're like I'm not supposed to be in that conversation <laughs> yeah 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 no I think it makes me think about like I think about like matching energy do you know what I mean like if if I'm feeling and I got the music that's kind of with that then we're good you know yeah. what I mean but if I'm feeling the music then I'm gonna have a different reaction totally <laughs> oh, that made sense totally. to you <laughs> <laughs> Sean was even saying before you got here, he's like, because we were talking about this and kind of yeah. talking about it in reference to us and kind of having a new language for, mm-hmm. for talking about things. He's like, we had to start the Church of Chill because... We're so sensitive that we had to start something called the Church of Chill. Like we had to Aww, take it to yeah. to religious levels to 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 possess that for ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Like this is a church-like thing. Like we, we, this, is oh, a, yeah. this is something you possess that is is actually very sacred and yes. worth figuring out how to tap into. Oh my gosh, yes. Like I, I I think I was almost I'm like annoying about like when I've been in group practices about keeping the space quiet, keeping the energy clear, like it's a sacred space, you know? Yeah. And anytime like I think when going to, you know, like shows, I miss shows a lot. <laughs> I, <laughs> <They're know>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was watching just live things the other day and just crying. I'm like, uh, hey, show. Oh my god. But it's okay. They'll be back. Um <laughs> They'll be back. But just, you know, how that feels and how to be in, in that energy and that exchange is just so cool. Oh, so yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yes. We we dance around everything. I mean, we were at a, oh, a yeah. rooftop party the other night. We oh, were like, awesome. We were with a friend who was kind of a new friend, and we're, like, to the side, and we're, like, so we're scene adjacent. Like, we don't mm-hmm. we don't enter the scene. We, like, on the outskirts of the scene. Yes. So, yeah. like, if you want to be in the scene, like, we'll be here. Like, we don't want to hold you back yes. from being part of the scene. But yeah, we're, yeah, always yeah. On the, we're always on the edges you of like the party. You like to observe, right? Yeah. Like, you like to watch everybody. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I want to talk to one or two people at this party and really get to know them. I don't want to be overwhelmed. So we're just like seem to be on the side yes yes you know? no that that's me a lot my husband's a little different where he wants to talk to everybody and it depends though it depends on the environment like yeah. it's totally. around people he knows and he's having the crack and the chat and all totally all that shite um but sometimes i'll sit back and he would do this thing of trying to like put someone next to me or try to get me to talk to somebody and i'd be like please don't fucking do that yeah. i'm very content sitting in my corner being quiet watching everybody and i will jump in when i want to or not like I'm, right. sometimes i'm cool just sitting back and watching mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's helpful helping me not even just value my own reaction to situations but other people like we have people mm-hmm. in our, our families who like will always just like go to a party and sit in the same seat every time and right. there's part of me that wants to judge them like you don't engage but the truth is like they're very sensitive people yeah, like that's a lot right? for them and so yes. if I can kind of recategorize mm-hmm. who people are and what they're about and, and realize that it's not about them not wanting they love people they're the first people at the party and the last ones to leave right. because they love being part of the family scene so much it's just how they can best interact with the mm-hmm. family is like this is their table and they hold it down and right that's yes. sort of vibe yes and uh, exactly yeah yes like our old local i had this joke like the stool in the back where we'd have these like 10 hour drinking sessions were yeah. crazy but i had like my stool and i'd stay in the back <laughs> 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 like just come to me i'm gonna stay here in my stool totally. that's us with this apartment <laughs> yeah right you yeah. sit on your stool and then we don't even go out to you. we live yeah. in new york city we don't go anywhere we, like it's like everyone comes through here and we say oh you're coming through new york city come just come to our place and that's awesome we have a lot of friends who like host really cool events and i think mm. that like some of our friends like devin the wizard like i think he was like a little bum that we wouldn't come at first but now he just mm-hmm. it doesn't even expect us he just like if we do show up yeah. he's like wow you guys showed up because he just realizes like that's a lot for us mm-hmm. like it's a lot for us to go to a, an event 
Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, again, like a part of the book, I talk about social events, like really kind of break it down. Like what's going to be there? What's going to happen? Who, you know, what do you want out of it? Do you have to go? When can you leave? I mean, it's, Im- like it's impacted the way we do everything. And it's weird because I've chalked it up to other things, but like we, we work our ass off to make these films and then we won't even submit them to a film festival or do any screenings oh. or anything like that. We're just like, we put this on the internet because... I've done every film festival you could do. I've been there. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It's I too bet much it is, for me. Right? It's and too it's, much. And you've been to big ones, right? Yeah. Oh like yeah. My first really my well. first film was at Sundance, and it was like, oh, wow. this is exciting. And then like the first uh, feature length film we made was at Tribeca, and there's there's lines around the block. Everyone's yeah. writing about our our oh my films. Gosh. Like my mom texts me from in the theater. She's like, I'm sitting next to Michael Moore. Do you realize Michael Moore's in your movie right now? And I'm like. I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. I can't handle any of this. Yeah. So it was yeah. just like, it's uncomfortable, right? That was the last hurrah for us was Tribeca Film Festival with Oxiana. We're like, no more mm. film festivals after this. We'll be, we'll be better off. Our filmmakers, our films will be better served if we're not putting them in this in the, and putting me in this environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I've realized that part of my job is like to be sensitive to Sean's sensitivities. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Can you say more? I'm curious yeah, what yeah. you mean. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I, I definitely don't mean to throw Sean under no, the bus. Uh, no, I'm just saying capacity. you're such a saint. You're a saint with me. Mm. But, I mean, he just, like, dealing with clients or mm-hmm. the agency, it's, like, part of the reason <laughs> yeah. they hire us is to also work with us and, like, mm-hmm. the stuff that, you know, the drinks after or this. And it's, like, yeah. sh- it's just, like, yeah, Sean, yeah, yeah. it's a lot for Sean, and he, like, taps out okay. a lot sooner and or... I used to be really, he's a classic Irish exeter. Mm. And I used oh to be, gosh. by the way, isn't that the best thing ever? Oh, I love, great. once I realized what it was, I was like, this is fucking fantastic. I have to yeah. like, leave and I don't have to say anything. Oh, Irish exits are great. I yeah. don't like them so much. Oh, I love them. <laughs> it's, it's like heroin for an introvert. It's yes. A, you it's know, like, the same thing when people cancel plans on you. You're like, oh, Ooh. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank Amazing. you for the refill. <laughs> yeah, so um, I just want a chance to bust out my cool unicorn. Yeah, that's that cool. is really <laughs> rad. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I buy myself like fun sippy. <laughs> that, that's not? great. Can I check my face real quick? I just feel like I'm sweating like a. You a look beast. incredible. Oh, you guys are so you really nice. Do. Yeah, thank you do. You. It's so sweaty. Oh my god. I think with I think with um, Sean though, it's like one of those things that um we're both so highly sensitive to each other that being in a relationship with highly sensitive people Mm -hmm. where you can, and this is, I think a lot of people are like this within a relationship, but being able to read microaggressions to like the 10th degree Mm. where it's like, Mm -hmm. we have, we, our fights never last very long because Mm -hmm. we, the first sign of any sort of dissatisfaction, we already got the gloves off and we're fucking battling it out till we're both happy. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah, you work it out. We work it out. You get to a resolution. Absolutely. Yeah, but sometimes it's like, man, like, I was just fucking being a little pissy. Like, I didn't need to have like a full... Like, yeah, you're annoying me, but do we have to talk about it, you know? Well, I could see it. I could see it on cash. She gets that little inner brow like just a little yeah Yeah. she can't hide anything and Mm. i probably can't either yeah my husband and i are like that yeah we can't can't hide it like what's going on with you yeah well at (laughs) first i'd be like what's going on what's going on are you mad at me what's going on Uh, like at first i'd get nervous even i think i carried that habit for a while when i was i wasn't comfortable with something someone being mad at me now i'm comfortable with it so i'm like you're pissed off all right let me know when you want to talk that's so funny (laughs) that you're verbalizing that because that's Mm. a feeling i've gone through a lot lately Oh, like just it's it's liberating. Yes, like, isn't it great? Well, I don't care. That's their trip. They're mad at me. Mm-hmm. Not this one. 
she yes. can control my life with that shit and she doesn't oh she no doesn't like oh no back. but you don't want that like energy around you guys like you don't no. want like a long-standing anger or resentment with the person you live with and your no. partner that's that's not good you no. know but if it's like you know like a family member i have that i'm like you're do you're in something off you go but it feels like yeah. there must be so many relationships where stuff goes unchecked for so long in oh, order for yes. i mean you you do relationship um mm-hmm therapy so you must see a lot of i mean maybe you're working with more sensitive people but it does seem like people don't sometimes you can be around a couple and you're like wait i'm reading his energy and i'm reading her energy and how are you not seeing each other's energies and like oh completely (laughs) or i mean i think part of the reason i'm I'm going to just individual is with couples it's like people walk in i'm like and like I, I can I feel it right away. You know oh what I mean? Lord. And they're like, please help us save this like dying thing that You're we like, beat into a frenzy and I'm like, I, I, I There's no saving this. It's dead guys. It's Are you allowed to say that? Uh I have. Oh if, really? Yeah. I got oh. I've gotten more yeah. I would, I would, that's worth the money right there. Yeah. Should I, we break up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean if well, I mean, I like to do it in like my free time. Like I just see couples. I'm like, they're, I'm, I'm really, I just, it's one of my few talents. I'm good at predicting if couples are going to stay together or not. I'll be like, they're going to break up. Or like I've had a friend be like, oh, so-and-so's dating. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, this right. is like my sister would say, like, I'm so jealous. And I'd be like, they're going to break up. Watch. Give yeah. them six months and they'll break up. Yeah. So, uh, we know yeah. it so well that we won't even go to people's weddings. We'll be like, oh, uh, we, yeah, we, we did know that once. it's not going to work. My husband and I did that one. They're still together, but he's such a dick. Every time I see him, I'm like, God, you're such a dick. Yeah, we're pretty spot on when we when we call it to the point where like Cass will get yeah. mad at me sometimes. I'll be like, "Well, they're gonna break up." She's like, "Don't say that. Don't curse their relationship." I'm like, "I'm not. I was just around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fucking miserable. Not in the way we're miserable. You oh, know, where we work through it in five seconds. Yeah. Like they're miserable." Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of compensation that happens and that throws off a lot of energy oh that you can God. pick up on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have like one of my very dear friends. She won't watch this podcast. I won't tell her about it. But she went yeah. down like the total straight and narrow and got married and bought the kids and has the Mick mansion and, and bought and, the kids and, and bought the kids. <laughs> oh God. Did I say that? <laughs> she, she sold herself out a little bit. Maybe yeah. that was, that slipped out, but mm. yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. But just that whole thing. And she'd look at me going, well, why aren't you doing this? I was like, and I get with her and her husband and my husband, even my husband, uh, Damien, let me just use his name, mm. has a hard time being in the house. Cause he's like, the energy is so bad. And they try to put on this show of like happy family and right. just, the the unhappiness is like just oozing out of the walls like you oh, can yeah. just feel it like i i just have to like yeah like wipe myself off afterward because it's I've, just so yucky we have you know what i'm talking exactly about exactly yeah. like that and, yeah. and to me i'm such a like when there's any issue in my life i fucking just deal with it that i can't imagine why somebody would do that like mm-hmm. when it's when it's been time for me to break up it, it's time to break up and yeah. that's that and, yeah you know yeah but i cannot imagine Staying in something and putting on a show for people and doing all that stuff. Oh, uh, God. There's no point, you know, no. Like yeah. I, I tell like I, I work with a lot of clients, thankfully, that are like on the younger side. So and I don't mean like I wouldn't want to work with older people, but I love like someone has had some kind of awakening or wants to work on their their traumas or their relationship to their self early on, because then we can really like open up people's choices yeah, and you can give do them a something lot more like options. That. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like even me realizing like. Recently, I decided I didn't want to have children. It was a really big decision. It took me a long time, mm. but finally I connected with myself mm. fully enough to be like, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> Such a great oh. feeling. 
it's funny because I it freed me up so much because I I felt like the urge to have kids. It was almost like this. I was like waiting for someone to come over. That's what it felt like. Like uh, all right, yeah, yeah. she's gonna come over. The urges are gonna come yeah. over. All right, she, any day now she's gonna yeah. show up. And then. What really helped is I started doing um, somatic experiencing therapy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with We have that. a friend that does that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, super cool. Yeah, I don't really understand. Yeah, what is that? It's basically working with the body. Um, mm-hmm. So somatic basically means body experiencing, meaning experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things through the body differently. So it's originated, I think, by Peter Levine. He's another really amazing therapist. He wrote this really cool book called, um, what was it? Waking the Tiger? chasing the tiger something with the tiger mm-hmm. i'll look it up later okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and so it's basically working with the body so it's less talking more working with body sensations and so again i, I did youngie analysis analysis like years before and so i'm like i need something else because i again i had stuff that was locked in there so i'm still doing it that therapy now mm. Mm. Um, but it really helped me connect with myself and finally because I was the way it was kind of coming out was kind of like in an angry way or I kept feeling like I was holding a lot of in my body and I wasn't mm. quite sure why or I'd be walking to my office and my office is near Wall Street so I'd be like all oh, these fucking tourists and I want to push people over and this isn't good right this isn't yeah. right and so yeah. we kind of just tapped into that and then it was we kind of um explain this like crystallizing this feeling of no I was having mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I kept getting these sensations like I want to push people away and say no and there was some other things I hadn't quite claimed yet or said no to mm-hmm. and so I was able to then say no to those the, things. Uh, a huge one yeah not yeah. having kids massive massive and for, for a woman especially yeah. because like I'm kind of neither here nor there about it mm. but when she when she tells me like I don't want to have kids like it's like you guys don't not right now not right now right are we gonna have kids no, I, I have no idea. I know. It's a horrible question. I shouldn't even be no, asking. It's fine. No, it's We ask each other all the yeah. time. Some days we're like, yeah. yeah. Sean, some days Sean's like, yeah, well, of course we're going to have a yeah, kid. We'll and then kids. some days it's like, thank God we're not going to have kids. And so it just like, it goes back and forth. But it realized what we, we just want to live our life to the fullest. And if we get to the place where we want to have kids, it's only going to be because we showed up fully to this moment. Mm-hmm. And and they was able to move forward with the confidence of being like, oh, we're not having kids. Yes. Because yes. if we hold space for kids, I feel like we're not going to actually get to the place where we're going to want them. If we were, <laughs> if we were holding mm. space for kids, we would have never spent $750 to go see the Rolling Stones. Ah, uh, but, but like oh, that yeah, but seems, what that means, I guess, right? It yeah. seems so inappropriate. I was like, we're going to this concert and I'm like, Cass, how much were these tickets? She's like, I don't even want to tell you. I'm like, tell me. And she's like, they're $750 and I almost lost my mind. And she's like, Sean, we don't have kids. And, Oh, oh right <sighs> yes yeah. right. Oh, oh my god it was one of those things yeah. we had yes. promised ourselves that we would do and sean basically said if we don't go our priorities are all fucked so like i was like fuck i have to figure this out day of hour before and i'm like mm-hmm. there was just no i couldn't live in the relationship of the reality of us not going to this show yeah so there do was you no want to go through your life having not seen the rolling stones yeah there was no price that it could have been that Absolutely. would be too much Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what it makes me think of one of my major reasons of not having kids is giving up like your play. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause like one of the, th- for some reason there was a couple images right before I kind of like made the claim that really stuck with me. And there was one I was watching 
some like yoga video or it was like some group I'm on on, on Facebook that I like and it just it was someone was sharing their videos of doing their yoga practice and they had like their little two year old crawling all over them as they were you know in the asanas and I, my whole body went Ugh, no <laughs> no that's mine no no nice. I don't want to or even yeah. like seeing you know my parent friends sit back and the kids are playing or like oh here's my kid riding a bike and I'm like I want to keep riding a bike you know yeah. Yeah. like I want to go play and you know I, I know like I wow. heard a little bit about your past Sean yeah. and it sounds like you had to be a grown up pretty quick oh, yeah. and you had a lot of re- adult responsibilities yeah. and my whole adult life has been you? playing and you've been playing right that's it yeah once yeah. I once I like got out of the house and mm-hmm. wasn't responsible for my dad's drug abuse and this person's mood and this right. thing that's going right. on making uh, up for lost time it was just like okay what yes. do I want to do how yes. do how do I want to come off to the world and like mm-hmm. everything with us is like the first first question in the flow chart of anything we do is like, is this fun or funny? Yeah. If not, we're probably not going to invest too much time or effort in it. That's how I am yeah. now. It took me a long time to be like, or even just people, you know what I mean? Having True. certain people, I'm like, you yeah. drain the shit out of me. I actually don't enjoy you anymore. What mm-hmm. am I doing? This isn't fun. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Cause I, you're I, a trauma vomiter and I can't handle it. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> you know, you're just witnessing stuff or trying to just, you know, people trying to pull me into things yeah. or trying to get me to be a therapist. And I'm like, I'm just trying to have a good time or whatever. And I'm like, if mm. you're messing up my fun, then, then you know what? Just off you go. I'm it, done with well, that. It feels like I've yeah. gotten to the place where there's like enough people for everyone. And I don't yes. necessarily mm. need to be right? your person because no. if you're not, if I'm not your person, like I'm not what's best for you either. Because mm-hmm. if we're bringing out the worst in me, then I'm going to definitely bring out the worst in you. And it's kind of going to be this like mm-hmm. where I've forgiven myself for not overcoming certain relationships or whatever it is yeah. and realizing like, oh no, like they deserve someone who appreciates them fully for yes. who they are. Yes. Like that's yes. exactly mm-hmm. what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, mm. Yeah. And give them what they need, right? Yeah. Because I think that's even something I learned as a therapist is sometimes I'll want to help somebody, but I'm like, ooh, you know what? I'm actually not your person or I'm going to have to work too hard to do the work with you because whatever you're bringing into me is kicking up some of, some of my stuff. Right. And so I don't want to like muck up this exchange that we have. And so I've had to do that a few times where I've had to tell somebody like, I'm not your person mm. yeah. anymore. And so kind of deal, you know, dealing with that feeling and the guilt that that can come with that is saying, you know what, I don't have to be your person. Let me send you out let mm-hmm. somebody else take care of you. And then they can go get what they need and then you're freed up. Totally. But yeah, that takes a long time. It's hard. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, I have such feelings of shame and guilt. Well, it probably associated with everything, but especially like letting someone down not coming through for them so people have come towards us Mm -hmm. with neediness that there's it's none of my business but i take it on yeah and then we're in some fucked up toxic friendship with somebody Mm -hmm. where like Mm -hmm. the energy exchange is all fucked up and uneven and it herky jerky yes and i'm blaming myself and beating myself up what else can i do and like like, you you do this from time to time too it it came it it comes from our parents it comes from oh absolutely having to be our our dad's parents in a way both of us had to deal with that both did yeah Yeah, but then it always gets to a point where it's like you let the person down and you like now you just try to like realize like i'm just gonna let you down down the line and you're gonna think i'm like the biggest asshole in the whole world so while i have the patience for this Mm -hmm. let me gracefully bow out of you Mm -hmm. thinking that i can do something for you yeah yeah Mm. yeah 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 no i'm going through that with my own family right now absolutely well and then there's some people that present that energy and something uh, something about their being or that exchange says to you there's more work to do here i have to bring my patients online in a way i've never Mm -hmm. you're going to become my guru 
Mm. You're annoying the shit out of me, which yes. makes you the most great guru in my life. And I, <laughs> I bow to you and the way you annoy me because it's showing me where I've placed walls around my heart. Yes. You know, and like, so, so there's something very useful about that as well. Oh yeah. I mean, that was my experience being with my parents for three months. Like, you know, Ram Dass says, yep. you want to see how enlightened you are? Hang out with your parents for <laughs> yeah. a week. And I was like, you know, at first I'm like, I'm doing fucking awesome. I'm fucking enlightened. I'm yep. chilled out. And then <laughs> I was good for about two months and the third month I started to lose it with them and I started not becoming like I had this idea I'm going to come in I'll zend out and I was you know there's a lot of stuff that happened before we got there but I got to this place feeling kind of settled and relieved and then later on it's it sort of all that stuff started to get kicked up mm -hmm. and I was like whoa okay and then sort of processing how those times I was really um, ungrounded and like really short with them or you know, how I felt towards them and still processing it afterward and kind yeah. of seeing like, oh, I can see kind of what got invoked in me mm -hmm. during this time and sort of, okay, what's, you know, what's really mine to kind of work with and then sort of what's theirs to kind of hand back to them, right? you know, and letting them kind of be who they are without me trying to, because I tried a little bit. I was like, here's this Ram Dass book. Yeah, here's yeah. Some, you know, we're in California. Here's the edibles. Here you go. And they're just like... <laughs> They were not having it. <laughs> you know what I always like, what, what always humbles me and, mm. and it's tough to bring this into practice, but I do mm. do it, especially with my dad when, when he's really getting on my nerves, I think about how, how he's not going to be here that much longer. Yeah, I know. And, and I would, hard, right? and I'll want, I'll, I'll crave even those moments when he's not around. Like, oh, I wish mm. I could feel what it would feel like to feel my dad's overwhelming anxiety again or see him like. Mm fucked up under like there there is something about it that i will miss so mm -hmm. it makes me just it, it that forces me to just be more present and when you're forcing yourself to be more yeah. present acceptance just like yes yes yeah i say that a lot i'm like this is who they are this is who they yeah. are this is who they are. like i just came <laughs> and say over and over over again where they were just doing all these repetitive behaviors and my mom after talking about trauma vomiting having a fight about it speaking about it putting a boundary and she still does it anyway i'm like all right <laughs> that's parents <laughs> no i gotta practice what i preach right i talk about self-advocacy so i thought oh wait let me ask about a fan and then mm. boom, there it is so. is that the is that the s no that's um I, what i'm referring to is i, I call them like the core skills in mm. the book and so that's like the number one like the when you brought up uh earlier about being in the uber mm -hmm. and then having to kind of feel the environment and be like oh i need something different so uh that's like an example mm. of self-advocacy Mm. So yeah, self advocacy like a, another way of saying like boundaries. Boundary, it it can be yes. Mm. Like boundaries, I kind of put in their own category as I call it, like setting and tolerating boundaries. Because when you put them down, you have to tolerate them. But um, self advocate, like setting boundaries, is definitely a part of it. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. What does the S stand for? The S stands for um, the way Elaine Aaron writes it is awareness of subtle stimuli, but that always bothered me that didn't start with S, so I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It hits me. Like it like bothered me. I was like, no, why are we calling it S? <laughs> so I wrote it as um, subtle stimuli awareness, which mm. is basically the same thing. So awareness of subtle stimuli. So like me sitting on this couch, right? So a highly sensitive person might feel the couch more. This is a great couch, by mm. the way. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. even to lean on, I'm a really appreciating this part. Oh, like clothes. You said clothes. It reminds me of like, I couldn't wear anything with buttons or zippers. I, yes. I wore, my parents were like, I would only wear leggings and like mm -hmm. pullover shirts. Like there yes. was nothing else that I would be comfortable wearing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was the same buttons, same thing. Dresses I would not wear. Cause again, mm. I didn't like how it 
felt, and I'm still like that now with certain mm. like pieces of clothing. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed it was so humid today because I had the perfect cozy sweatshirt <laughs> I was gonna wear. I know. Come on, it's fall. What oh, the fuck, fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's fine. It's fine. No, but like itchy <laughs> fabrics or seams yeah. on the inside of your pants. It's yeah, like, it's not autism. No, it. But it's there is something that like allows you to feel like okay like uh, this this will distract me like this yes. is like i can't yes. wear things that like i don't know maybe i don't know is everyone highly sensitive and then some people just don't take i don't know i guess maybe well, not it probably not well we're all sensitive to a degree you know yeah. what i mean and even doesn't marvin gay say we are all sensitive people yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all on the spectrum and that's that's yeah. the, that's what i'm realizing yes no completely and you know if you think about it even in parts of our development as children you're more sensitive yeah. when you're younger you know, or even you're more emotionally expressive. You might be more attuned, but then depending on your environment, you might have to be organ. You might organize yourself a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. your emotions might be organized a certain way, your responses, your body, things like that. So really depends. I think depends, uh, yeah. like what's, what I'm realizing is part of our practice, um, our, our spiritual practice, mm-hmm. but especially with psychedelics is mm. kind of almost resensitizing by taking ourselves back to a childlike state. Oh, like, yeah. That's what the acid does. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I you're, you're so. a kid again. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I was, uh, I watched this really cool again when I was in California, they did a 60 minutes about, um, about psychedelics, about using, I think different things for people that were dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I was sitting watching it with my dad and I'm like, Oh my God, it's amazing. And basically the way they described it, it's kind of the same idea. What therapy does is you go in with a certain sense of yourself and then either the substance or the therapist or the product, Process, dissolve sort of that ego mm. and then you kind of put yourself back together and mm. i'm like oh that's therapy yeah right it's the same thing just a different method or healing but it was yeah. funny sitting with my dad and i'm like i looked at him and he's he's gone to therapy supposedly going back but he's got a lot of unprocessed trauma and i looked at him i'm like there's the quick easy way there you go it <laughs> is it's, i mean especially if you have well, not easy i wouldn't say it's, it, easy, it's right? if you have Quicker. a propensity towards yeah. these things uh already Oh yeah, it's gonna speed up that process yeah. big time. Right. If you're if you're resistant and clinging, it's like anything else. It's gonna make more resistance and more clinging. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that make complete sense. You know, because whatever you want to do in the process, you know what I mean. Same mm-hmm. thing happens in therapy. People come in and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm ready to go," and then we actually start doing the work. And I'm like, "Oh no, you, yeah. don't, you don't want to <laughs> do this yet," and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but then having to figure out the difference or for they to figure out the difference. Totally. Yeah. Oh, and that, well that, that's, that's the best is when you can impart on somebody like what you're doing in this book, the, mm-hmm. the tools mm-hmm. in, instead of, you know, you're the tool. Yeah. You, know, you <laughs> yes. impart on them. Like, here's how I, here's how I do it. Here's how mm-hmm. I've gotten here. And yeah. like that, that's, that's been a big thing for us is like, how do we not sound preachy about some of this stuff? I know. I'm trying. Like, I caught, even in a session, like, I hear myself talk sometimes, and I'm, I'll say it out loud. I'm like, that felt really preachy. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm not quite sure how my client takes it. <laughs> like, I, I ask. They're like, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, oh, are you being nice? No, yeah. not that sound. Like, I do sometimes, probably I've done the sitting here, like, go on these sort of, I feel like, long speeches or something and i'm like am i preaching but i'm just trying to give you the good stuff so yeah you're yeah. just in the flow be you comfortable know? with it like like ramdas will a lot of his things he'll preface it with like not everything i say is going to resonate just take whatever yeah. does don't worry about the rest when you've had enough just get up and leave like who yeah cares? Like, exactly don't like, sweat it yes yes <laughs> i'm like i've said to clients, this is what i'm selling here you go if you yeah. don't want that's cool yeah that's fine and i'm i maybe i'm not everybody's person so mm. again it's all good that letting go i think is oh is, yeah is helpful yeah. yeah 
Totally. Well, this has been okay. such a, a pleasure. Thank I feel you. like we've gotten so much information, and reading your book has actually been really helpful for us. And, and oh, reform. Reading the title was helpful for me. Yeah. I'm oh, like, good. highly. S- Oh, there's highly sensitive people. I'm yeah. one of those. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm already yeah. doing better. <laughs> oh, totally. Just to know it, like, oh, there's a name for this thing? Yeah. Oh, right. Like, yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I think I've been at times resistant to being considerate of Sean's, like, what can be, like, eye-rolly needs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, everyone else can fucking deal with this. Why can't you, you yeah. know? But, like, realizing that, that the part of him that gets fed up or doesn't have the space for certain mm-hmm. things or needs to be more protected in certain environments mm-hmm. is actually the person that allows him to have really thoughtful taste in music. So when he's with a group of people, he knows exactly what to yeah, play. He right. knows how to make the environment mm-hmm. safe. He knows how to, when he's doing a documentary, to make this uh, the people we're talking to feel comfortable. I'm so curious how you pick your subjects because when I've watched it, a few of them. It's crazy. You, yeah. like, it feels like they pick us. They pick you guys. Yeah. Do they go up to you guys? Or I, I guess with every, like every, I've seen a few of your films. So I know some of them, like the Juggalos, you know, you're in a big environment. They can go up uh, to you. With them and this yeah. movie Florida Man we made, it's mm-hmm. like you, you take out the equipment and they see it and the people that come towards you I'm like all right well the, these are like this is like the uh, first responders this is like the right. the front lines yeah, of food yeah. and and then you know there sometimes get somebody that you get your eye on and you're like I really want to talk to that person I'm going to have to earn it now mm-hmm. I'm going to have to really earn yeah. uh, I'm going to have to be so vulnerable so they see that that it's okay to be vulnerable That's how you do it okay. yeah. yeah yeah pretty so much like you okay. get what you give yeah. And, and like the, the yes. documentary students don't necessarily like hearing that. They want to hear some shortcut. Oh. I'm like, oh, work yeah, on yourself. Course. Work on yourself. You're going to become a better person. <laughs> yeah. Light will be pouring out of your eyes. Everyone's going to want to talk to you. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, come on. It's not, you don't just give them 10 bucks or like, you know, like, oh, <laughs> like they want to yeah. know some quick shortcut. Well, of course. Of course. I see that in therapists too. Cause I, people, you know, I hear people say all the time, what training should I do? What training should I do? What degree should I have? What mm-hmm. specialized thing I should get? And a lot of times I'm like, don't bother with any of that because I've met a lot of therapists that do lots of trainings, but I hate to say it, like they haven't done the inner work and you can tell. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You can feel you it. You can tell from a mile away. Yeah. Same thing with a bullshit artist. It's yes. like you haven't lived an interesting life. Yes. You haven't gone deep inside. Yes, yes. You're doing some other dance and mm-hmm. people can tell. Yes. And like I've met bullshit therapists and I'm just like, oh God, it's so painful. But I don't want to tell them either because yeah. they're probably in their own thing. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> sometimes the way that that a bullshit therapist or bro- bullshit artist or bullshit anything, the way that they compensate can create its own kind of beauty. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, wow, yeah. you're you're going, you're, you're using language and going places like I almost don't have to because I'm yeah. so grounded in my mm-hmm. authentic self. Yes. But I'm yeah. impressed. Like yeah. all the, all the razzle dazzle you feel to put on your mask. So people notice totally. your mask. <laughs> totally. And some people maybe need that. They might need that level of, I'd even say like authority sometimes to yeah. someone say like, Oh, I got it all together mm-hmm. and then follow my, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? And so some people do need that and that's fine for them. It's just, you know, I, that's, not my humans I guess I'd put it that way mm. you know what I mean if I who I want to spend my time with <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that way um can I ask is there any part of the book you guys resonated with at all or any part that stuck out to you I mean definitely the beginning the beginning you know what I mean because yeah. you like really set up what this even means and mm-hmm. what and that there's a lot of strengths um and that that being a highly sensitive person is not a fault mm. you know that really resonated and yeah. what um, about the black sheep yeah. Oh, yeah. So the the black sheep I brought, or I'm making a reference to the book. Yes, a little black sheep. These are so cute. They're so cute. Yes. I wish I could have gotten them from Ireland, but 
It's mm. hard to ship things right now because yeah. I have one that looks just like that that I actually have from from Ireland. But a nice lady on Etsy made them, mm. so they're actually like made out of wool. But um, I was referencing a, a section I have in the book. I think it's in the I forgot already. No, it's in the family section. Mm-hmm. And so talking about how a lot of highly sensitive people tend to feel like the black sheep of their families of society. Mm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> right? <That's> me. <laughs> that is so me. Yeah, I'm totally the black sheep of my family. But now I own it and I love it. So yeah. it's kind of like just I and just, then they love it. And then they. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Like my family, I told them I was staying for three months. They were thrilled. And I let, you know, it's just kind of owning your own authenticity, mm. whatever that means for you and embodying that. And, you know, I just love the image of these like black sheep getting together. Yeah. And so I even say like, you know, don't be afraid, you know, brush off your wool, polish your hooves and like get in there. You mm. know what I mean? Cause I, I know how much better and free I felt and just so much more comfortable with myself is I, once I allowed myself to be who I am, which is, you know, the black sheep. So just own it. And I've been that one mm. so many times in my life. And so I feel better now to be like, that's it. And that's who I am. And mm. it feels so much better. Yeah. yeah. Right and so you guys embody that a lot. And again, I told <laughs> you in the, the, the cosmic clit episode where you guys were talking about smoking someone out in a wedding. And I was like, I totally resonate with that whole story and <laughs> the, how bad yeah. and naughty you were yeah. and how dare you, you know what I mean? You guys were so responsible well, for him. That's part of the benefit yeah. of like being the wallflowers in a scene or mm-hmm. scene adjacent, as Cass says, like, oh, I like that scene some adjacent. people will, will like, they, they'll pick up on that. Yeah, the yeah, other yeah. black sheep. Yeah. 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 You kind of just up look, you're like, Hey, and they're like, those two. <laughs> yeah. those two yes. so many people have told me like I'll end up smoking with some guy at something and they'll be like yeah. you know I noticed you all knew it night I knew you had weed you know what I oh, mean? Oh, like yeah. You just no, sense, like... I mean, I was in Italy one time. We were there for a friend's wedding, and we're in some club, and this guy just comes up to me, and he's like, hey, I got some hash, and I'm like... Ah, <laughs> you came up to the right person. I was like, hey, buddy. <laughs> my, son, my husband's like, he's like, they can smell you. I'm like, I know, we can smell each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that way either. I didn't have any other. Totally. I was just like, bless you, human. <laughs> so, yeah. That no, black sheep energy. You can seek each other out. Totally. Yes, and I just thought HSPs would resonate with it, and so, yeah, that was... That was yeah, I love that. Important part of the book. I oh, I'm so glad. That warms my heart Aww. for sure because because being the black sheep can also come with a heavy weight of like oh, I don't fit in, oh, no one likes me or whatever. Yeah, but now I'm like, yeah. no, everyone loves me. It's all good. Yes. Even if they to... hate me, they that's them loving me. It's the indifference that I can't handle. I l- you know? I like that it's like required me to like do more. You know what I mean? Like so? just being the black sheep. Is like it's one thing, but when you start to like build a universe around being the black mm-hmm. sheep, my mom is now at the point where she's like, it used to freak me out oh. how where you were going and yeah. how, but now the more weird you get, the more prouder I am. She's you know? like, yeah, tell me about your girlfriends, tell me about the drugs you do, I'll do them too. Like, awesome. <laughs> your mom seems so cool. By yeah, the way, she's really. Cool. I love the episodes yeah. you guys had with your parents. Oh Those yeah, so amazing. Hopefully more to come. Like my, yeah. my dad's like, Sean, I just talked about old drug stories the whole time. There's so many other things. I'm like, like new drug stories. Like there's there's a lot. Of, yeah, that I mean that's yeah. that's gonna be the subject matter when you and I talk. Mm. But um and her mom, we could just talk endlessly to her and Yeah, I just so love wise. she had this evolution. I loved hearing that she was like in marketing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then she like evolved and, and coming into herself and now she's an artist. I was like, Oh, it's amazing. Well, she's a yeah. person who really learned to embrace her black sheep energy later in life. Oh man. you know. So she probably felt always a little out of step in, mm-hmm. in the work world. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very successful yeah. at it, um, mm-hmm. but that was probably a compensation. She felt mm-hmm. a little out of step in that yeah. world, and now she's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm a fucking weirdo. I fucking paint. This is what I do. I have a little gerbil or, or a guinea pig." Oh, that was she, a guinea pig. Yeah, she yes. hates when I call it a gerbil, so I always oh. do it. 
Uh, no, I'm like, had... the gerbil's crying, Marie. Oh, She's it's like, a... it's not a gerbil. <laughs> and it makes that cute little noise. Yeah, it's like, little... wait, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. cute. Oh, my God. No, I love that. Because, like, that's, I, I wish my parents could do that. Like, they just haven't evolved in that way or given themselves some freedom in that way. And I'm like, come on, guys. It starts with 60 minutes. It starts with pa- passing them a joint and maybe sh- in, a, in, well, in a vulnerable moment. When I like, smoke <laughs> with them, my mom is funny. She'll kind of go around me. She'll be like, <laughs> like and I'm like, do you want some? She's like, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm gonna wear her down. My dad's kind of still locked in, but that's where it starts. And then, then some microdoses of mushrooms, and then you're like, hey, Ooh. you can take that whole dose in one day. Yeah. I don't even ask people. I just pass it to them. Like I got his grandma to smoke, and it was wow. just she's my your grandmother, my grandmother, my dad's mom, who is like the kink in the love hose generationally she's she's locked up like mm. you know would re- she told my dad i would rather see you in a coffin than smoking a joint you know that's that's, so that's what he was raised around and he's such yeah. a great pothead too mm. but um we're just sitting there one day and we're smoking this vape pen and she's looking at it she's like what is that and we're like oh it's like this medicinal marijuana thing cast yeah. didn't we didn't even get cast just handed it to her and got my eighty-five-year-old grandmother high for the first time and only time in her life. That makes me. Did she yeah. enjoy it? Did she she loved it. Oh, she just had a smile on her face. Oh my God. She didn't even know what she was doing. That's great. And she kind of knew. She was down. Cass smoked up her ninety-three-year-old grandfather first and only time in his life too. That's amazing. And we had the best night of our life. We, he came over here and he's oh like, "Fine, I'll try God. it." And he like World War II veteran. He was in the Battle of the Bulge. Like badass wow never had smoked pot just hits the bowl wow. like billowing smoke out wow. and then we went down to peter luger's steakhouse <laughs> before we uh we, we became vegans okay. and we just had the best meal of our life and just like seeing this guy have such a level of enjoyment and indulgence like looking at this food like whoa wow wow just yes. a whole new lens on yes. life and also 93. just being open to like trying so a new experience yeah it just it was really cool no that's amazing oh yeah. my goodness Oh, I, that's so cool. I wish my grandparents have all passed, but if I could get them in her yeah. room oh. and smoke them, I don't know what would happen. Talk about intergenerational <laughs> healing. Oh, geez. When their physical bodies are still here and you can do that. Yes, you know? yes. Oh, yeah, probably, I was saying, out of the four, my grandmother, probably my mom's side, probably be the most down out mm. of all of them. Yeah. She, when she got old, she was actually out of all my grandparents. She was when she got older. Like, she went out and she had a good time and mm. partied and had boyfriends. And she actually divorced my grandmother, a uh, grandfather, sorry, in uh, her 70s. Oh. She was like, I'm done with this guy. And wow. she went out and had fun. Yeah. Wow. Is that cool? cool? Yeah. So I thought she'd be down. But. Nice. <laughs> she might be. She might be. Yeah. Give her time. never too late. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And I'll still root for my parents one day. My yeah. mom, I think I'm slowly wearing her down. Maybe. Yeah. That's a good message to all the people is like somehow figure out to get your parents to smoke pot. Well, just get them to <laughs> help them dissolve their egos or yeah. relax. Or, you know, I think like I was saying, I've said this to a lot of my clients. I feel like sort of our generation like we're around the same age i'm 39 i'm 39 too oh great when's your birthday july 14th july 4th i'm june 12th oh shit yeah yeah were you class of 99 Yes, awesome. yes, 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 yeah. I was. Yeah, it was awesome. so cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> it is a cool year. Very it was cool. really cool. Yeah, and I liked we had little chants at football games. We're like, 90 what? 99. Yes. <laughs> Actually, this is a random story, but um, do you guys know who Tiffany Haddish is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she went to my high school. She was a year ahead of me. We were in like in the same cool. drama cool. class. And so it's been really cool to watch her, but then also know like she was the mascot of our football team. So I just thought <laughs> why she popped in my head. So I was thinking being at a football game and chanting and she like dressed up as this conquistador that was our and she was like 
fantastic. She was amazing. She was so amazing. I thought she was much younger. I could no, have sworn she was no, ten years younger than. No, us. she's she's yeah. I think she's four. She must be thirty nine. Who's or 40 she dating now. now? Isn't she dating? Common. Some? Yeah. Is she? Oh. They seem happy. Common. Wow. Yeah. Well, I hope he's nice to her. Hope yeah. he's good to her. They both say it's the best relationship be. they've ever had. Oh. Isn't that a crazy thing to even hear celebrities say? Like that. Not, that's like pretty evolved. I'm like, that's cool. I think that's. But she is actually pretty evolved. Like I, I read her book. Did you no. read her book? Mm-hmm. She had a tra- very traumatic childhood and mm-hmm. you it makes sense like why she has made the choices she's made mm-hmm. sort of what she's done her process so mm-hmm. like even i didn't even know some of like the, like i went to school with her i had no idea mm. what had happened to her or even like the relationship she had with her drama teacher was really interesting mm. me, me to about because i did not have a good relationship with her and she did and i'm like she even you know shifted my focus ah. on her but she is someone that has gone through a tremendous amount so like you know, like now hearing she's dating common, I'm like, I hope she's happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would think that she's had um, so many experiences and it sounds like she's tried to be a really conscious person mm-hmm. as best she can in her own way. And I feel like a lot of comedians are really like evolved in certain ways. Totally. Yeah. It takes a lot of like she's done stand up. I've, I've worked with a lot of comedians, had them as clients and I know what goes into it. And you have to have a really good sense of yourself i think to even go into that so Mm -hmm. i think she's probably done a lot of healing work in one way or another talk about awareness of subtleties you know yeah comedians are very aware to to be able to uh play a room completely you know and know how to like bring Mm -hmm. them in or bring them Mm -hmm. you know i bet you a lot of comedians are highly sensitive people thousand percent yeah 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 well also like i did improv before and i have a background in theater and stuff like that and so that was like the best training i got for being a therapist because when you're in a scene with somebody you got to feel them out but you you can't be in your head you got to listen exquisitely well there's certain games that are based on just listening Mm. and so it got me really good at it reacting in the moment not being in my head and being able to feel something out and then also not cutting anything off Mm -hmm. like they have this phrase in improv called yes and so yeah Yeah. you know know, know that did it she taught me about it oh you did did you ever do improv yeah oh you did can i ask where um or is it just like it in was, your life no it's like this place in brooklyn that has since closed i forget what it's called oh now. okay it was Not, bootleg it was like one of those yeah it was oh cool. uh, okay yeah i haven't heard of that one but yeah, yeah i didn't yeah it was fun though we had a they're, fun time yeah they're fun they're interesting little places of the improv theaters they've got their own family dynamic and yeah all sorts of things so <laughs> i'll make my clients mm. sort that out but yeah kind of like how to feel out the space how to respond how to yes and something so the scene doesn't die so it also has been really helpful getting into flow, how that feels with another person without thinking about it. I, f- yeah. I feel now, since she told me about that game, the yes and, mm. I feel when people carry the opposite of that energy and it annoys the shit out of me. I'm like, why can't you just be a yes and person? Yes. Right now? <laughs> We've yes. had people come on the podcast oh. and not be that way. And I'm like, do you not realize what we're doing here? Oh, like, no. you're just going to kind of stonewall me (laughs) yeah i'm like yes and this shit come on we're building we're building something together right now yeah Mm -hmm. yeah can i ask this you could answer have you ever had a a a guest come in and you're like oh this isn't gonna work or i've not flown with them like we had one oh my god this was great we could talk about this now because it happened so long ago and this woman doesn't listen to our podcast but we we invited like a tantra teacher on or something Mm -hmm. like that and we're very excited. We're like, she's just going to give us the basics. Everyone's going to get to learn from this conversation. She comes over here. As we're setting up, she starts like, you know, kind of like a l- getting on my case a little bit. But, you know, just 
uh, kind of just being a little annoying. We're just like, whatever. Oh. We get on the podcast and like 10 minutes in, she's straight up like accusing me of overstepping boundaries with Cass. Whoa. And I was wow. like, cool, we're not doing this. You know? Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah, pretty wow. much. I was like, I kind of got the sense before we hit record that you are carrying some weird energy and it came mm. out right away and like i am the sweetest boy in the world and i'll be so sweet so sweet so sweet and you yeah. keep backing me into the corner and eventually i'll be like Pfft. and yeah. that's how i got with her i was mm-hmm. just like yo we invited you on our show we invited you over to our place and you're causing problems in our relationship now Cass and i are good yeah well that's just a <laughs> totally boundary violation right yeah. like you didn't ask her like hey come on in and let me hear your opinion no yes, we're, we're gonna yeah. talk about tantra we're not gonna talk about like hey Cass, are you okay are you okay Ooh. with like, and I'm like, Hey, I'm sitting right here. What the fuck is going on here? Like, oh, wow. no, we're not going down this path. You don't know us like, please. So mm-hmm. that's just like one of very, very few podcasts that have that even if she was yeah. onto something to, to think she could come into an, someone else's apartment where they've lived here for like over, you know, seven, eight years at the time mm-hmm. and be like, I'm here. So I'm going to make sure, are you okay? Cass? It's like, yo, are you about to move into my apartment and to ask me that every question? Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that like for you? Cause he, she was kind of making a statement about, you know what I mean? About, you I mean, it was so, it was, it had yeah. to do with Sean sharing something that she didn't, he was sharing something about me in the mm-hmm. podcast. And I think she didn't realize that we have a very open Mm-hmm. flowing relationship and open flowing conversation so right. she thought that it was inappropriate that he was sharing and we were because we we're talking about sex like something mm-hmm. about my sexuality or something about something a sexual experience i had had yeah mm-hmm. and so i think she was just like you're so used to like curating space and oh. other people's like mm-hmm. is that consent like she's yeah. very high in consent that she didn't mm-hmm. realize that like we have blanket consent forms with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We're trying to have a conversation here and this is how it happens. No, I totally see. She, she didn't know how to turn it off. No. That, that's, no. You know what I mean? Like you can't be a therapist everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't just, well, you, you know, you know what yeah. I chalked it up to is like afterwards she was like telling us all about how she's part of this, the circling community in New York. And I was like, I was just like, Oh, that's all it is. Like you circling people are vicious. And you use mm. this circling exercise as a way to like get your viciousness about the world out and Ooh, your judgments oh, and all oh that no. stuff. And okay. you cloak it in all this whatever. But I've, I haven't been around a person who's in that scene hardcore yeah. that isn't being like slightly nudging you or inappropriate or like, okay, can I just be honest? Uh, can I be honest? Yeah. You're annoying me right now. Like, I don't care. The, like, why are you saying that? The thing yeah. about circling <laughs> no. is like, you know what circling is, right? I think I do, but maybe let me ask. Well, I mean, I've never yeah. done it myself, so I'm really not meant, I don't really want to talk about it with judgment, but it is clear to us that yeah. with the people we have talked to who mm-hmm. do circle, which is like you go, you sit in a circle and you basically right. say what comes up for you and you right. just are really open and honest. And Yeah, so and it's kind of like a processing it's circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. But okay. it would just... I think where it crosses the line is when you're in a circling community and then you start circling with people who aren't circling Yeah. and you tell yes. them, Hey, yes. you, you remind me of my sister who is really judgmental of me and it's making me feel really tight right now. And it's like, there's something that, yeah. okay, thank you for sharing that. But there's also something that like, that's your shit to deal with. And Don't we're just trying to have a me. conversation yeah. right now. You're laying like <laughs> yeah. this, you're, yeah, you're yeah, laying, yeah. you're putting your sensitivities at the forefront of your experience, mm-hmm. which is important. But when you put the sensitivities that you have at the forefront of your experience and then need me to deal with them in a real conversation yeah. it's like no let me I yeah <laughs> they kind of ask you they say like 
because I had a different idea in my mind. So they'll say like, okay, you remind me of so-and-so. And then do you have to help them? You just have to, that, you just have to just take it. I don't know. And it's, or just like yeah. everything or like, I feel like you're being aggressive or just, there's certain things that you, you have a million. I think what I don't like about circling, if I'm going to say it, is that my practice is not to cling to any thought I have. Mm. Like that's yeah. my practice. My practice yeah. is like, I have a million judgments and a million thing thoughts that come up in my head and every moment of every day especially in in relationship with someone else mm -hmm. but to lay the trip of my one thought that came up in one second and yes. say i'm going to share this thought with you to give it this importance mm -hmm. and and us need to deal with this thought that i had right um would then create it, it's like and the antithesis of what I want, I believe in which is that like Absolutely, my thoughts yeah. aren't that important my yes. my passing judgments aren't that important mm -hmm. I understand that there's a space maybe in therapy or whatever right, that you're supposed right, right. to like give them weight and, mm -hmm. and explore them. But when you're just having like a flowing conversation with someone, right, yeah. I, I think, yeah. If that yeah, no, sense. but I'm, no, it totally makes sense too, because also sometimes even the idea about like, do I need to even pay attention to this thought? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Do I need to attach to this thought? Do I need to even go into this with somebody else? Like I could yeah. see how messy that would get. It's so messy. Cause yeah. it's like, great. You had that thought or you like, you think that you're like, you're not attracted to my energy or whatever it mm -hmm. is. Like I'm good for you that you had that thought, but you're making that thought of all the thoughts that you could have, like the one we now need to dig in on. Yeah. Where if you just let it pass, you'd probably have like three more thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, then, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. it's just, I, all I was going to say is like a lot of times I found that your first thought is the laziest. You know what Ooh, I mean? It's not lazy. even the best thought. It's just it like it comes be. so quickly. Yeah. Well, mm. one of the things I learned from like somatic experiencing is the brain is just firing stuff off like all the time. Yeah. And so you could kind of, again, like hook into that or not. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely. It's like, do I need to pay attention to this? And then the thing about the circle, it's like, well, I kind of want the, the energy to go back in. Like the person needs to be like, well, why am I putting this on you? What is yeah. it about my experience or what's going on for me evoking this response in me? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, it feels like the circle needs to be reversed or something totally and I'm, I'm, I'm sure encircling it is and you do have the space to communicate and i honestly i'm a real raw honest person and i think i would appreciate i would mm. appreciate the environment to say what's on my mind yeah. and tap into my truth because like i can do that sometimes in environments that is it's inappropriate like i've told people to their face i think you're an alcoholic and i'm like wow i should not just say that to someone that's actually really inappropriate but i've yeah. gotten that you know. way yeah yeah <laughs> when i left my practice like i i kind of made it nice the last time i was there but also what happened was they it's like i decided finally i was gonna leave and i gave them my notice and then two days later the owner of the practice calls me and says hey we're shutting down the whole thing so i think there i i had a sense some financial stuff was going on and mm. i think not to toot my own horn but i think i was anchoring them a little bit financially so when i yeah. left they just had to shut it down and the way that she did it is she didn't tell her clinical director she didn't tell her intern she told me first and was like now don't tell anybody i'm like what the fuck? I'm not good. I can't wow. tell anybody. So I had interns coming up to me and the clinical director coming to me, asking me questions about clients and stuff. And I'm like, this isn't cool. Like we can't oh. do this. And then we were sort of in a meeting discussing about it. And I just brought it up. I was like, this was really messed up the way you did this. And I said, you made me hold this secret for a week and I'm not in charge of this. Mm. And you know, and all the times that there was definitely like a power dynamic where they felt like, especially cause I started there as an intern, a little baby therapist, like they kept treating me that way. 
mm-hmm. and it was really infuriating. And then do, during my whole time there, I was very open about policies I thought were fucked up, the way we talked about certain clients, the way things, certain subjects were held, like smoking pot. Do we have to talk about sending clients to, you know, to rehab or look at them <laughs> that way? Or can we see this as part of the medicine that they're giving themselves? But again, yeah. it was just all these ways I used to speak up and I used to piss people off a lot. Yeah. I'm sure I did in the last one, but I couldn't help it. I had to say it. You know, and I was brave enough to just, like, say the truth. Be like, that was messed up. You don't have to do anything about it. I'm just letting you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Or this is what I see. Yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. When when someone's trauma vomiting Mm -hmm. and they're making it about everything else and they're drinking – yeah. Cass especially is going to be the person that just be like, you should consider that you might be an alcoholic. Yeah. You know? And I don't yeah. think it's always inappropriate. No. It, in the moment, it could be like, oh, God, this is uncomfortable. But inevitably, that person will be thankful for that reflection. Yeah. If, if they want to grow. Yeah. And I bet, Cass, like that person has, there's a lot that's happened for you to like get that honest with somebody or for, for you to say that to someone. I just right? find it easier to be honest with people. Me too. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why you got to bullshit around it? Or uh, someone's yeah. hurting themselves, like with alcohol or totally. yeah. something like that. I find yeah. it like difficult to like not, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think basically I, I, don't, I think it's just we're talking about this practice that we don't even personally do and just saying like kind of our reactions to it. Um, I think people get a lot of value out of creating space where it's like, let's just be so no bullshit. And mm. that I think spaces yeah. like that should exist. But when you but take you gotta that, you got to earn it. Yeah, you have mm. to earn it. It can't just be like, okay, this is the no bullshit zone. It's like it when you do that, you, yeah. people are gonna bring more bullshit. Yeah. But like if you earn it, and this is what we're trying to do with our community, mm-hmm. it's just like where you really make someone feel like they don't need to wear masks around you. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think it's also talking about what happens when you get really honest and when you're not giving someone bullshit and what responses you're going to have to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll tell clients, like you might have a couple sessions in and then not want to come back. You know what I mean? Or not want to sit back or hold back. And I said, that's information. You don't, you don't have to do anything. You can not see me again, but just tell me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That might have meaning to it yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So kind of how it, how it shows up and also what happens to you. Because that being honest and open can be really terrifying. Like mm-hmm. it took me a long time. I was very... Um, I also put it like repressed. Like even when I was in California with my family, again, the, the first couple of months I was okay. The last one I felt kind of like I flattened myself a little bit because I had to sort of in that system, in that environment, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, like when you're around your families, you'll revert as much as you know it, like you'll revert a little bit. Because I like that you say flattening. That's a good way of putting it. It just yeah. feels like just like compress all your qualities. And- mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. so I had to do that. And so it was sort of like when I got back, I was like, Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of the other way. Exactly. Would you guys mind if I went to the restroom? Let's just wrap it up. This you want to wrap it up? Oh, yeah. If it's any longer, we're we not going to be able to edit. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking for an hour and 29 minutes exactly. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Cool. This awesome. flew by. Yeah, this did really fly by. I honestly thought it could have been like 38 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. It flew by. I was like, I'll sit down on the couch and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alice. Oh, oh you're so best. welcome. Let's you're hold so up this book again. Yeah. This is... um. This is a really valuable book and the work you do is very valuable and thank you for doing it and thank Thank you for holding space for all the highly sensitive people. And let's be friends. Yes, no, we're totally going to be friends. You brought these black sheep to us. Of course. Of course. Awesome. Awesome. Peace and love. Peace.